It's Manson Mitchell on the weekend with Gary Manson's Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to power up your day. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Hi, this is Matt Shane. I'd like to wish everyone a happy Saturday. And also, welcome to the Manson Mitchell Show. On behalf of KKNW, 11.50 a.m. Alternative Talk, how are you today, Nathan? Oh, I'm doing excellent, Matt. I'm surprised I'm not wearing a sweater right now. It feels like I should be. That's the Northwest I know. My brother Dan every day texts me, and he lets me know what the weather's like and that I look back because sometimes they got clouds we do not. But I was growing up in this stuff. I love it. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to be a couple of days, so it's my, like not too long enough where I should start putting on the jeans and a heavier jacket. I'll just let it ride, let it pass, and we'll be back into some warmer temperatures pretty soon. Summer ain't over yet. Oh, no. I love our Indian summers, and now once in a while I could get that fireplace going in my living room. I like that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We have got a neat show today, and the title is basically So You Want to Get Into Radio or something of that effect. Uh, What really helped me going here at KKNW is our friend Kevin McDonald from Positive Talk Radio. In fact, he shared some podcast time with me, and it was always fun with him, and that includes meeting him at some of the local restaurants. But anyway, this show today is designed to talk about radio, what gets a person interested. You could come from any walk of life. Some people were athletes. Some people were just out of high school. It's come one, come all. But uh, let's get Kevin on now. He's my Mr. Laughter, and when he's laughing... He's never laughing at another person. It's out of happiness, and he wants to hear things about you. Kevin, how are you today? I'm awesome, thank you, and thank you for inviting me here on a Saturday. I had to get up early and all that stuff, but thanks, Matt. I had the blessing of being able to guest host this show three Saturdays in a row, and I wanted to finish up with a good closer. If anybody could hit that ball out of the park, it's you, Kevin, and so... I remember when you and I initially met, it was in this very building, and we started discovering some similarities about ourselves. And one of them is at a place I just about bought. That voice in my head said, you don't have to because you're going to be in here quite a bit, mister. You were my new neighbor. That home had your name on it. Yep. Yep. And that, that was amazing when, when we were talking and, and I asked you where you lived and you said, I live in this place. And I said, well, so do I. And, uh, it turned out that you were like a minute away. And, and I want to thank you for that because there was a period that I went through that was a little tough and I had to have a couple surgeries and you helped me with that. And I greatly appreciate that, man. Well, it was such a godsend. All right. Because this neat home you have, for me, the older, the better. You had a corner lot, and you have a beautiful deck that goes with that. What more could a guy ask for? Well, I tell you what a guy could ask for. When you enter your living room, you've got a video game there, one of the old ones. You know, I've always been told that I don't do enough for myself. And so when I um, got a little bit of money together, I said, I'm going to do something that's totally out of the box just for me. And that happened to be the video game. So, yes, it's in my living room, and I play it quite often. It was so fun because I was, what, a minute walking distance from your place. You set up shop. You set up a radio station, so to say. And then we started doing podcasts. And then sometimes we were down here in this studio at KKNW. But there was always radio with you, always meeting people on the podcast. And sometimes we'd meet out somewhere and run into a friend. This, the good times just kept going. It was spontaneous. Still is. Absolutely. And thank you again for inviting me here today to be, because this, this is a show of note, you know. This is the, uh, they, they do a really nice job, so it's, it's nice to be here. Well, I was lucky when I did my first few radio shows, and it was because of books I had published. But when I met you, Kevin, you started talking about radio worldwide, radio as a career. And case in point, that's what you do. And so I want to pick your brain a bit. You're the pride of Juanita High School, but you were never idle. You were always moving forward. And when you did something, you went full scale on it. Whatever direction you went, you applied yourself and used it as an apprenticeship. Case in point, working at Denny's. 
Yes, indeed. Well, Denny's actually, uh, um, I'd like to say it, it took me in a new direction and kind of saved my life. I've had several of those in my life, and that was the first one. And a lot of people would think, well, you know, he was a graveyard dishwasher at Denny's. How exciting could that be? And uh, but it morphed into a career and into the hospitality industry. And I, I spent the next 25, 30 years there. I love it. The most important thing about a job is getting in that front door. It's showing up every day. And I have a friend right in this area who does very well selling cars. It all started when he was washing cars. Then they advanced him to the used car lot. But he had a lot of Kevin McDonald in him. He had the savvy. He was never above a job he was doing, but he wanted to wear as many hats. And you were the go-to guy. Wherever fire had to be put out, you were there. You were Johnny on the spot. Well, it took it took a little while, but I'd like to think that I, I had some real good luck. I, I started as a dishwasher and graveyard, like I said, and then became a busboy, then became a host, then became a waiter, then became a cook, then became a uh, opening. I was on the opening team and traveled around the country opening Denny's. And then I went into management with them. I love it. I had a secret hobby, and I mentioned this last show. Um, I didn't let my parents know about it, but dating as far back as high school, I would secretively send out resumes to see who would answer. It's like a message in a bottle. Sometimes you got two messages. Somebody's answering you. So there I am. I'd be sitting around grown-ups, and they would tell me that when I turned 18, I would have a job there. And this is an eye-opener about life because it's suggesting you might want to bypass college and get in the working world right now. Another thing I would do is I would apply to be a janitor because you're always hiring them. And the reason why is I wanted to be that bumper sticker, my kid was caught being good in school, because that was my audition. I would be in the CEO's office, the boss's office, I would pretend I didn't know they were there. And for minimum wage, I was working hard, meticulous, diligent. I'd want them to start a conversation with me. I would do all the extras. I was constantly working in front of them, speak when spoken to. They wanted to get to know me a bit. But my first few good jobs happened because I was the guy emptying the trash at night. But I was full of pride. I would do extras. And that got me in the door, so to say. Well, you know, it's kind of sad that uh, I think times have changed a little bit because when you and I were growing up, which was a little while ago now, it was important to do the best job you could, regardless of what the job was. If you took the job and you put your uh, name out there with that job, you did the best job you could, and you did a great job of that your entire career. Thank you. I loved it, and when I would get interviews, they would ask me, why do they want to hire me? I said, you want to hire me because I don't know anything. I said, I haven't gotten really good at bad habits yet. I'm here to be trained, but I promise you good attendance. I'm going to show up a little early. What hours do you want? I said, you tell me what hours, and I leave when you tell me when it's time to go. And if I have a problem, I'll ask you, you know, when you have a minute so we could discuss it. They would shake my hands, and what time can you start? Yep. Yep, that's the way to go. If you are willing to show up and work hard every day, regardless of what it is, um, you you will have a career. You can do a lot of things. You could go anywhere. It's a golden key. Kevin, you are laced with a fun personality. Again, I call you Mr. Laughter because you're never laughing at another person. You're making everything happy, and you do not let people fall behind. If we're getting ahead, well, we're going a little too fast. Nobody's left behind in the world of Kevin McDonald. Kevin, what was it that hit you one day and made you decided that you wanted to broadcast radio? When I was uh, 42, <clears throat> I was um, um, a uh, district sales manager for a major food company in town. And I really, I, that question came to me that comes to all of us at one point, And one of the things that positive talk is, is based on is these two questions, which are, why am I here? And what am I here to really do? And I discovered that in my mind, I wasn't in here to be a district sales manager for a major food company. I wanted to have a bigger impact. I wanted to do something else. So 
I joined uh, with a friend of mine and we started talking about doing television because we had uh we were getting into meditation getting into spirituality and all of that and we and he said to me we need it we need to do a tv show and so i said well i'll look into it and we i did and i couldn't there was nothing out there at the time this was like 2002 there, there was nothing out there at the time where you could do television and but a thought crossed my mind well how about radio so I called a couple of stations and found out that I could actually buy the hour on a radio station, create my own commercials, and create my own show. So we did that in KLAY in Tacoma for a period of time, and I fell in love with the medium. I just love doing, I love doing radio. I love talking to people like you. I, I, it just, it just, it, it affected me so much that, that the, the universe provided that my job at the at the food company would end. KKNW was flipping formats. They were a back in the day. They were a CNN affiliate and ran CNN News all day. And they were flipping the format to a block programming format where I could buy the time and put my own show together. And I and I really wanted to do that. And so, Positive Talk was born in two thousand and three, at uh, you know two hours a day, five days a week. Um, so that's, that was the beginning. I remember the first time I met you, I was scheduled to be on Martha Norwalk's Animal World. Well, I met Martha and I met you together and we were talking about shows and everything. And I like to step out and have a meal with the group after a show. And we did that. You were studying the servers at Applebee's as I was. And we greatly believe in tipping well, showing gratitude, thanking them. We mean that from our heart. We used to do that not long ago. And so that certainly helped me. It showed you something about my character because you love the common man so much. But here's something else I saw. We had done a show with a gal who was just amazing. And then you went on to have podcasts. You had my independence report and you had the Wednesday lunch club through this woman and others who are highly successful because you hate stereotype. You hate chauvinism. You hate prejudice. You love everybody having a fair shake, expressing the who that they are in harmony. You had Power Girl Wednesday. Yes. That was, uh, <laughs> I have done all kinds of things. The lunch club, um, the, um, um, Think Energy, um, the Power Girls, you know, a lot of different things because I really, I, I appreciate people and what they do. And, you know, I got to I got to tell you, when we were sitting at that restaurant and we were having a meal, I judge people who I'm having lunch with by how they treat the people that are waiting on them. And if you, I, I know a guy, he was a, he was, he claimed to be a very spiritual man and he wanted to be in front of a bunch of people and talk about how cool he was and how spiritual stuff, but he was mean to the waiter that we were having lunch with. And I never wanted to see him again or work with him again. A server, a cashier, a bank teller, most people in our society don't realize that they could not handle it. They couldn't take it. They don't have the capacity. What they do for a living, working with all walks of life, and they don't only really pacify and leave with a smile, but they actually get the job taken care of, the business, which is why you were there in the first place. The average person would be better off in med school than attempting to do such a thing. Very few people can survive doing that. I got to tell you, as a server, I was not very good. I was okay, but there were servers that were just really, really good. And they could take care of a whole bunch of people and, and not break a sweat. Whereas I, I broke a sweat all the time and, and stuff. But I was a great bartender. That's, that was my real key. I was, a, I was an awesome bartender. Do you remember the name Danny Bonducci? Of course. After the Partridge family, he did hit and miss in jobs. And he ended up being a server in a cafe somewhere. And people recognize that redheaded kid and they'd heckle him a bit. He would have fun with them, but he'd get serious. And he says, you know what? I really was good at that job. I applied myself. I got, I love that. He really expressed himself being a server between stints at fame. 
he had a lot to say about it. He was proud of it. And you should be. Any job that you're doing that you can do well, please take pride in it because you deserve it. I love that. Now, here's one for you. My dad was pretty intellect. He was a traffic manager, and he wore many hats, raised, you know, supporting a family of eight. But he would refer to the term, which is known as the Peter Principle. Are you familiar with that term? Of course. Okay, a lot of people are not. The Peter Principle is when you're doing just fine moving along, and then you are one advancement too far where it's now beyond your capacity, you're now struggling, and you have to go back to that last one because that was your maximum. You find out through experience. Yep, you rise to the level of your incompetence, is I believe how that's worded. Very well, because I've done that before, where I've talked to friends that took a promotion, but they were good enough to go back to their old job and stay within the corporation. They found that boundary, and that's a good thing. Half of being smart is knowing what you're dumb at. A person who doesn't try, who doesn't fall and get up, they never know how much capacity they were blessed with, how far they could have, should have gone. You know, Matt, you and I are a little bit um, closer to, to the end than to the beginning, I think it's fair to say. And I don't want to be on my last day on this planet and say, you know, I really wish I would have done that. That would have been so cool. And go ahead. Well, I agree with that. I agree with that wholeheartedly. That, But you also don't jump in feet first. You're not a fool blind man's bluff. You look before you leap. But I'll say it again, as I said at the beginning of the show, you are never idle. And that is so important for a person not to be idle. Denny's, you went as far as you could all directions. And you also traveled with him. You've opened a few of them. Yes, I opened the, opened three of them. One in in Union Gap, um, in, in Eastern Washington. One in uh, Gresham, Oregon, and one in San Jose, California. And uh, that the, the, those were great times. Hard work. Those were seventy, eighty, ninety hour work weeks. But they that was um, you were with a group of people, and it was an awesome experience. That's great. I love that. I want to talk about how in the world do you select the people you select to interview, to be your guests? And you also seem to lean to some causes. Uh, how does that all come into play? I believe that, number one, we are all one. And that we are all one people. And I gravitate towards people that have a positive outlook, a positive motivation, and are trying to do things to help the planet, to help each other, and to help themselves live a little bit better. And so that's kind of the nature of the show. And as through that, I've learned through the literally, Matt, literally hundreds and hundreds of people that I've interviewed, um, including people like Neil Donald Walsh and Gary Zukoff and John Edward and, and John Holland and uh, the, the list goes on and on. But what I learned through that is that we're all together, we're all one. And so I try and bring out the best in my guests by, and it doesn't really matter where we start. If we're talking about what their expertise is, um, I learn a lot during the course of the show and they impart their knowledge to all of us so that we can all do a little bit better. So it really doesn't matter as long as you have a, a good heart and your desire is to help humanity, then you're, I'm all in you're, you're you can be on my show. I learned that because we would have our talks before and after our podcast and radio shows we've done. You have a lot of discretion. We uphold the family value. We want to be politically correct. We do not want to rub people the wrong way. There are some topics that we don't have to bring them up that you push to the wayside than other ones you invite in, provided it's a unity and it's for everyone. You don't have controversies where people are either for you or against you. No, I learned a long time ago that that's not in my DNA. That's not my personality. There are some people who like to be confrontational and they like to really cause you know uh, people to, to argue back and forth. 
that's really not who I am. What I like to do is to create unity and to, to create a lot of fun that people will be entertained by what we're talking about, but also learn something. And you're right. There are certain things that I've taken to heart as core values, one of which is we live in the most powerful, uh, most the richest country in the world, yet 13 million kids go to bed with, and they're not food certain every night. We've got four and a half million people in um, foster care and other, st other statistics like that, that, that I really want to help us change how we do business in this country so that everybody can be well fed. Everybody can have a future. Everybody can live life to their fullest and follow their passion. That's really is what I'm passionate about. Kevin, you and I have done an awful lot of podcasts together and radio shows it's in the vicinity of 50. I'm just taking a wild guess, but some, somewhere in that pretty, neighborhood. Pretty you, close. You actually have over 750 episodes on podcasts, but it ranges from positive talk to the lunch club to my independence report and other things, but it's there for the taking. Okay, I've done shows with you. We've sat down before shows to make sure that we're on the same page. We would reflect afterwards. You're always the same guy. The same guy that I eat at claim jumpers with or as Tecas, the same guy that has that home that at times I wish I did buy it because it's <laughs> such a neat home, even though, yes, I want you in the neighborhood, but you haven't changed. You are truly the same guy at home that you are in the studio. I honestly don't know how to be any other way. This is just who I am, and I try to be as nice of a person as I can because I truly genuinely appreciate people and I appreciate who they are. To sidetrack on the Power Girl Wednesday, you would get people who had families or maybe they overcome an illness, an injury, and they believed in themselves, they survived, and they reached the top again. These are people that you brought on that didn't have a silver spoon they had to defy odds, but they were tenacious. They never gave up, and that inspires everybody. The greatest thing a radio guy could do is inspire, and Kevin, on more than one occasion, people would remember the original positive talk that started right around 2003. There were those who were a little late for work because they kept the car in the driveway. There were those who pulled off on the freeway and put it in park because they were listening to Kevin McDonald. And it wasn't so much that they were listening to me. It was that they were listening to the content of what we brought to the table. And uh, as, as, as an example, the very last day that I was able to do Positive Talk in 2003, I announced that we were going to have to not be here anymore, and the phone lines filled up. And people who I'd never met, Matt, people who I'd never laid eyes on or talked to, started filled up the phone lines and started saying things like I'm looking at a pile of books that I bought because of your show. And I'm looking at, uh, I've met, I met Dr. Nita and, and so many others and Jerry armor and so many other really cool people because of your show, not because of me, because of the show that we were, that we put on. And one lady who defined my life and made me who I am today called and said, I just wanted you to, I'm from Bainbridge Island, and I just wanted you to know that we want, we listen to you every day. And I said, well, thank you. That's very nice. She said, no, you don't understand. I'm an Alzheimer's caregiver. And she and I sit and listen to your show every day because you reach her. That laugh you have makes her laugh. And she says, there he goes again. It, that filled my heart. It filled my soul. And that's why I do what I do. We think the world of Eileen Grimes, Jupiter yes, Rising, do. and she's had me on a bunch of times, and you. And when we're getting to know each other, I had the good fortune of getting on This Week in America a few times, and they got her on as well. So Eileen and I are getting to know each other. We're having dinner. She goes, well, that's pretty good. You've been on This Week in America. Uh, I've been interviewed by Kevin McDonald before. Kevin, I just did a show with him, and you know, I upstaged her. <laughs> <laughs> well it's do, doing a show with me is no big thing because i do a lot of them but at the same time you provided great content 
Um, I've done an audio book for you. We've, you know, we've done, we've done some really cool stuff and I really appreciate you. What I remember is we would do the independence report and then we would do the lunch club because they both, they're, they're synonymous. We had one gentleman in particular, his name escapes me, but he was from the East Coast. It might have been New York, but he was calling in like practically every show. He had something to ask, and he knew that you would respond to him. But you had the loyals here and there throughout the country. They're several states away. They tuned in. They'd call in. It was a first-name basis thing. It was neat. Yeah. Well, we've, I've done so many. And, and we're, and we're really, I'm really blessed to, to, you know, I, I have come to realize as I approach my 65th birthday that I am one of the luckiest people on the planet. And I mean that sincerely that I've been fortunate with my, my situation and where I'm at. I'm, I'm, it's amazing to meet people like you and to meet people like Nathan and to, and to work with you guys. It's just, it fills my soul. And that's why I'm so passionate about doing this. And I do so many of them, um, a week and I get to talk to some extraordinary human beings. Well, believe me to have you around. That's how I feel. We need to take a break right now for our sponsorship. This is Matt Shea with Kevin McDonald and Nathan Miller. And on behalf of Matson Mitchell, we will return in a moment. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days. And I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to manceandmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash manceandmitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world-famed, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is ManceAndMitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. Terry Loving wants to help you with your online marketing challenges right now. She has several courses she is giving away to help you get your business working for you online. Yes, giving away. WordPress websites are her specialty, yet her technical skills go way beyond that. Check out her blog at terryloving.com or email her directly at terry at terryloving.com. That's terry at terryloving.com. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music, politics, and pop culture. And you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation. Mance and Mitchell is Boomer HQ, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on 1150 AM KKNW. Your home for alternative talk in Seattle and Western Washington. Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you. And welcome back. This is Matt Shea filling in for Gary Matz and Susan Mitchell for the Matz and Mitchell Show. And I'm so proud that we have got Kevin McDonald with us from Positive Talk Radio. Kevin, everybody's got to know how to contact you. You have a fun show where people get to call in. And so if you could just give us websites, phone numbers, so they can get in touch with Kevin. It's real easy now. All you got to do is go to positivetalkradio.net. Uh, go there, and you can contact me. And uh, if you if you want to be on the show, as a matter of fact, Matt, on Wednesdays we occasionally do Angels Among Us, which is a series about uh, 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 charities and people that are doing good work in the community. So if you want to be on the show, just go to www.positivetalkradio.net and you can find all the information there. And there are 230 episodes that are up on that particular website as well. I love it. 
Our theme today is basically touching base with Kevin, of course, but also to let the audience know about the world of radio shows and also what measure they need to take to get involved with radio. What advice would you give someone who wants to be a Kevin McDonald? They want to get in that studio. Well, a couple things. First, the first thing is consistency. You don't only become good at this if you are consistent, if you do it on a regular basis. And when I first started in, in 2003, Matt, it was very expensive to do this. But to do five days a week, uh, two hours a day, costs quite a little bit of money. Now it doesn't have to. You can, you can start a podcast with a little investment, um, and, then, and then you can start building it. But you've got to be consistent. You've got to do it every day. Well, you do it every moment of your life because I'll say it again. The many shows and podcasts you and I have done together, the ones I've listened to because I get into your archives, and the times you and I have sat down when I was at your place or one of our favorite restaurants, you're Kevin, tit for tat. You're Kevin every step of the way in and out of the studio. Now, I'm going to change things a little bit. There's a book that I've heard of that I want to read. It's called Seat of the Soul from Gary Zukoff, and I believe you spoke to him. Yep, he uh, and his lovely wife, Linda, came on the show, and we talked about the the book After Seat of the Soul. Now, for those of you that don't remember or don't know him, he was on Oprah Winfrey quite a little bit back in the day, and he had a... uh, um, and she was, she, he was on her book club, sold a bunch of books with her. It's a very um, unique read. It's a very spiritual read. He's a, he's a wonderful man. And um, it, it was an awesome conversation. That's incredible. How did you get him on? I called him up and uh, he was looking to um, oftentimes, and this is a, this is a tip for everybody. In order to get people on your show, generally speaking, they've got to have a reason to want to come on your show. And if they're booking, if they're if they're selling a book, if they're selling a program, if they're doing something along those lines, it's a lot easier to get somebody who is looking for publicity rather than not. So that's so be looking for people that are interested in publicity and uh, and I'll have something to say. There's another book. Conversation with God from Neil Donald Walsh. He is Neil Donald Walsh. I had the opportunity to interview him three or four times, and I actually interviewed him in person. He is a very uniquely flawed, wonderful human being, and he'll tell you that himself. That he's been married a number of times. He's, uh, as a matter of fact, one of his kids said to him, "You know, Dad, one of these days you ought to read one of your books." Uh, because he was, because he's a human, uh, but he, he was a wonderful interview and, and, and a great guy. And, and he was on the, uh, conversations with God was on the New York times bestseller list for like 250 months. In a my row. gosh, my gosh. It reminds me, I was reading an article from the Rolling Stones and they're very tight. They've, they've stood the test of time, but one of the members told the other members, you give great advice, but when are you going to follow your own advice? <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is so true. That is so true. And even if you are a spiritual guy, you still are a human being, and so we still have troubles. That is fantastic. I remember one time you and I were getting ready for a show, and you let me know that you were going to have a psychic medium by the name of John Edward, and that the phone lines were just going to be red hot. The whole world was going to be calling in. And so because of that, I took a sabbatical. There's no point in having three when there's already too much for two. But uh, you did have John. I listened in. And tell us a bit about that guy, having a psychic medium like John Edward. Uh, he, John Edward was on my bucket list. He was a guy that I would have gone anywhere to interview because he did crossing over um, in, you know, on TV in the, in years past. And he was, he's a wonderful psychic medium. He's got a wonderful message and, um, he was really interesting to talk to. And just as an aside, Matt, one of the things that when I interviewed him now, he's a big, he's a big guy, big star. And so when you, when you interview a big star like that and you say, well, we're going to start at 10, he shows up at nine fifty nine fifty nine, 
and then you start so you don't get a chance to talk to him ahead of time and then when it's time to go he's like it was like if it's, if it's an hour he leaves at fifty nine fifty nine. it's like that's it we're done do you remember who jack webb was on dragnet of course years ago i met somebody who had a relative that did business with them and they said in real life he acted like joel friday he showed up the exact second straight up he left the exact second straight up it was punctual something that my favorite martian or spock would have done same thing delivery it gets intimidating and kind of a little too perfect where's the human being exactly well and the, and so if you are into psychic mediums or if you are not i got to tell you a real quick story about this because um because i was having um, john edward on I had a bunch of people who I knew that would appreciate getting a reading from John. And I had them line up on the, on the radio, on the, on the, on the phone lines to talk to John. One of them was my sister. Now John's rule is we don't talk to friends or family of the show because things can come out during the show that might not be appropriate for everybody. I of course disregarded that because I wanted my sister to be able to talk to him. So I knew Everything that John was going to say or what John said was true. Now, he is in New York on the phone. We're in Seattle on the phone. We'd never met. He showed up at the top of the hour. We had no chance to talk. And all of a sudden, he starts telling my sister about how my grandfather or my father died. My grandfather died. The other grandfather. She she said, you have somebody in your life with the name of R. She said, well, my brother's name is Randy. She forgot that her husband's name is Roger. And, and, and then he said, May is a big day for you or a big month for you. And she, that's her birthday and her grandchildren's birthday. And so, and he didn't know any of this stuff. So that validated for me that psychic mediums are absolutely real when they're like the caliber of John Edward. Yes. I had a friend who had that sixth sense. Um, grandmother types are known to have it more so. And I never went, put much stock into it. But when I would get lost and I would mention a friend's name and she would direct me to their front steps and then pass out for about 20 minutes because it really zapped her energy, something cosmic is going on here because she's never met those people before. I never mentioned them before, but could lead me right there. And then she physically paid a price for it. But when things like that, when that line is, you, it's undisputed. That's funny what you said about relatives and so forth. Years ago, they had this show with the comedian, and they brought in the families of other comedians, and they had a segment where they interviewed the children. Is your daddy funny at home? No, he and mommy fight a lot, and they try to laugh it off. You know what, daddy? They had to put an end to that quick. The kids were too young. They could only tell the truth. Right, right. And the truth, do you remember the name of that show? I forget the name of the show, but these were known comedians of the day. These were the ones that you always saw on TV shows, Tonight Show, and all of that. And they were clean and everything, but they brought the children in. W.C. Fields always warned about working with kids. They're unpredictable. Don't never work with children or pets. Yeah. Well, we have another one here. We have an actress by the name of Terry Rothery. Terry Rothery, I interviewed a couple of times recently, and she's going to be back on the show on a regular basis. She was on um, SG S, Star Stargate. She did like seventy-seven episodes on Stargate. She was the doctor and played the doctor on on the base and stuff. And she's a marvelous lady. And now she's into alternative healing and energy healing and working with folks. She's still acting um and i've had just an, an enormously good time with her and her partner that they're working together and just a ton of folks just it's it's amazing i you know when you when you ask me about the people that i've interviewed and they keep coming up then more and more of them that i've forgotten about over time throw some names at us uh greg braden greg okay, braden quantum is, physics Yes, he, he wrote several books on quantum physics. Um, what is quantum physics, please? Um, good, that's a fine question. <laughs> I'm looking at Nathan because he's, he's a higher level. And yeah, Nathan, I'll defer to you, sir. 
Apparently, I'm not going to defer to him. <laughs> so, He's thinking. Well, it's something important, believe me. Go on, Kevin. He's Googling it, is what he's doing. <clears throat> you got to see the shade of red he's turning. <laughs> I love it because he, he does everything here, the control. I couldn't begin to learn what he does as a producer. And then we got him on a little trek. <laughs> he is, yeah, Nathan is one of the, you know, and I've been around, you know, Eric is great. Benny is great. Uh, Nathan is great. I, I get to work with all three of them because my show now is on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Um, so it, it's Monday at 9 a.m., Wednesday at 4, and Friday at noon. So on KKNW, 1150 a.m., which is my home away from home. So, um, but Nathan does it does a phenomenal job, and he works Fridays really, really good for me. Oh, yeah. He's incredible. Eileen is always talking about him. We've, we've always had great producers. I would say the best here in everything. Now, I'm going to go way, way back into your early years. You were a poultry, a chicken salesman for a while. For some reason, I'm thinking of the show Green Acres. Uh, <laughs> walk us through that stint. Well, I was in the um, I was in the food business forever, and I was in did a Mexican restaurant for, and I was a general manager and all that kind of good stuff. Well, the next logical step is to be, start selling food to food people, rather than food to customers. And and so I went to work for a um, a broadline uh, grocer, which was Kraft Foods at the time, and ended up um, meeting some folks from Simmons Foods, which is a vertically integrated poultry company out of Arkansas. So I went to work for them in Siloam Springs, Arkansas, and traveled to Western United States um, in search of national restaurant chains that wanted to buy our chicken and, and broadliners that wanted to buy our chicken and that kind of stuff. So I may be the only chicken salesman you've ever met because there aren't very many. You are undisputed <laughs> there. And I love that job, but my kids were um, going into the teenage years. And uh, I needed to save my wife from being alone through some of that because I travel quite extensively. Um, and uh, so I got to, but I got to stay in great hotels and got to eat great food and, and meet some, some awesome people. Um, not like I do now. I get more fun. I have more fun now than I, than I have ever had in my entire life doing anything. Okay, Nathan, do you have something? Oh, forgive me, forgive me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, Greg Braden, and let me tell you a little bit about what I know about quantum physics. Is it is the newest um, scientific design of how we came to be and the energy that surrounds us. Uh, as an example, Einstein proved that energy never dies; it just transforms. Which is why your grandmother, when she would. Um, use her energy and drain her energy that's why she had to sleep because she had she we are energetic beings and that's what quantum physics talks a, a great deal about um that we are and that's that's how everything is everything is built upon energy basically yeah ever changing and when we talk about things that are a little um supernatural they're saying that in so many words that there's a transition going on but we still have that existence Maybe a different form, but it's still there. Well, exactly. Well, and the, the thing is, is that it doesn't matter what your belief structure is. The reality is whether you believe that it's the Holy Spirit or whether you believe it's a spirit guide or whatever it is you believe, it's all energy. Everything is just energy. And if you break it down that far, then it makes it easier and things are less supernatural. As an example, uh, there's a good friend of mine that likes to talk about haunted houses those people that are in the, the that are haunting those houses they don't have a body but they have an energetic body and that's what is out there for you to see so do you know anybody who likes to look at and talk about haunted houses why yes i do kevin <laughs> i thought you might yeah just today i was reading about share sunny and share and she says that whenever sunny when sunny passed away that she would notice that when she would think of him, that lights would, a light would turn off or on. But she's convinced that it's somehow connected to him because it's been happening all these years, and that's the only thing she could think of. 
Yep. And that happens to all of us. We just have to be aware. And that's the one thing I've learned in all of the research and all the people that I've talked to is we just need to be aware and just slow down, relax, and things will come to you. And it's, it really is, it is remarkable that when you, when you look at it from that standpoint, but it's basically, it's just all energy and vibration. When we talk about that interest in mine haunted places, I am the man on the street for Skip and Tron show. And once a month, I highlight a place that lays such claim. And of course, as you can't prove anything, but there's certainly a lot of stories out there. And I've been going to a lot of pizza parlors lately. For some reason, I found six of them so far, or that's the talk. I was there one yesterday up in um, Coopville, Washington, and they were telling me they see the shadows, but sometimes an object is thrown or sometimes the lever, the door handle lever that goes to the office, it starts to move like a dog's tail. It's, it's nothing broken, but things happen that we all hear about. We've been to a handful of pizza places, and I don't think pizzas themselves are cursed or anything. Wherever you go, a few stories might slip out. But they have these stories. One place, for no explanation, the pizza boxes on the shelf start flinging around the room like Frisbees being tossed, like a Frisbee tournament, that type of thing. And mm-hmm. so it's funny. It's some type of energy is doing it. Where did that come from? Well, if you talk to people like like John Edward, um, he'll tell you that one of his favorite movies is called Ghost. Did you, did you remember? What, did you ever watch Ghost? I have not. I know of it. Ah, with uh, um, Whoopi Goldberg and... Uh, and he's passed on now, but uh, in any event, he says that that is kind of um, a real kind of thing that that happens when people are on the other side. So, so I implore you to watch that movie, Matt. It may change your perception a little bit. Yes. Um, again, I'm curious, but I can't put my finger on it. But they're great stories. And hey, a place serving good pizza. Well, I'm going to be going there anyway. Exactly. And, and if you've got a great story around a pizza parlor, I know there's one in Tacoma you go to that's got the same thing going on. That's a pizza casa. And then at Ocean Shores, they have the Red Genie. And I've had several nighttime workers tell me they're through the years that they see the silhouette of who appears to be a fisherman walking in this one area. But I've heard it from a variety of different employees through the years. Uh, something's going on. They're seeing something obvious. Absolutely. So, and you've, you've experienced it and you've been around people that have noticed it. So that's great. That is something. Now off the top of your head, throw us another guest in somebody that you interviewed who was amazing. Uh, Dan Millman, who wrote, uh, um, a book of note. I forget the, (laughs) I forgot the name of the book. Um, and, uh, musicians, a guy by the name of Tom Tika who is from Finland. Fia is another gal. She is a spiritual singer from um, Sweden. Um, just, just it's, it's amazing. Like I, I do eight to 10 podcasts a week. People don't believe how many of these I do, but I do them because I just love it. And, talk, and so I did eight or nine this week, and I'm here talking to you on a Saturday. And it looks like that book is Peaceful Heart, Warrior Spirit. That one sounds familiar. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> It makes up for the quantum physics. <laughs> it's it's hard to find sometimes. I was I'm wa- no Sheldon Cooper. <laughs> I was watching Art Linkletter interviews, and he's done his show for years, and he's had thousands upon thousands of children on it. Okay, he said that he would be walking down some city street, somewhere, busy street, and a, somebody would walk up to them in their 20s or 30s. Hey, do you remember me? They're referring to the time they were in grade school and they were part of a classroom on his show. So this is like one of 30 or 40 people at a given time. And all the ones, he he got that all the time. He doesn't remember their first name, but they know who he is. Well, you just reminded me. I got to tell you this story real quick because he is a a local guy. Uh, When I was six years old, I used to be... J.P. Patches had a show in the afternoon, and he was the, uh, the clown 
uh, and he, he was called J.P. Patches and Gertrude, and I was on his show when I was six years old. Julius Pierpont Patches. Julius Pierpont Patches, and I was, sit, I was on his show, and he asked the question, what makes men better than women? And I said, be, and he asked the question, and I raised my hand, and I said, because uh, women are scared of mice, because my mother's deathly afraid of mice. And so I got this great big brown sucker bar, sucker because I won whatever it was. Well, in 2003, before he passed away, I had the interview, I had the opportunity to interview him again when he had a book coming out. And he, it was just a, a marvelous time. So I am so lucky, Matt, because I get to talk to people that I've always wanted to talk to. Paul McCartney's on my bucket list, by the way. If you could arrange it. Oh, wouldn't that be something? Yeah, it really would be. But uh, so I, I've had the opportunity to talk to a bunch of folks, and uh, I'm very grateful for to be well, able to. Well, the character that. who played Gertrude, and boy, I'm not going to try to guess his name because I'll mess it up. He was an ex sheetrocker. He used to haul sheetrock up and down stairs for buildings, huge forearms. And he told me that his kids sat him down once and they were crying because everybody's making fun of his dad wearing what he wears on the show. And he says, let's talk about the brass tacks. Here's what a construction worker makes. Here's what a television clown makes and the facts of life about money. So he had to walk them through it because he wasn't going to go back to sheetrock. Now, oh, no. Kevin, we are nearing the end of our time, unfortunately. Doesn't mean I can't have lunch with you this week sometime Run it by us again, how they could, the audience could contact Kevin McDonald. Just real simple. Just go to www.positivetalkradio.net. And you can find all sorts of shows there, and there's a way to contact me. And, I, Matt, I just want to thank you for, for allowing me to come here and talk to you today. I've had a blast. Well, I do this throughout the week. Every so often, I text or give a call, and I gave up trying to prank phone calls because my voice is too recognizable. Now, I have a website as well, and this includes the magic of Kevin McDonald. If you go to mattshebooks.net, M-A-T-T-S-H-E-A, books.net, I not only have a free audio book that truckers and families have reached out and contacted, if you find my book, Elmo, the audio version, Kevin McDonald is the voice. He's the magic behind it all. And I think that when you did the audio, move that book up a few notches. We've sold some and people really liked it. And then I also have other videos on it and uh, free samples and so forth. But I believe you and I are going to be doing some more voice stuff together. I hope so. I hope so. It was, it was fun doing that. And by the way, I just have to say, you are an incredible writer. And that book was my honor to do. And you, you, your writing is just spot on. I appreciate that very much. I love your shows, and I get into your archives when I can. And my buddy Pete and I go on road trips, and it always brings up a lot of laughter in that. And uh, again, you're Mr. Laughter. It's always fun with you. I just appreciate the heck out of life, and thank you very much. Okay, well, thank you very much. Uh, I have good news for the audience. Gary and Suzanne return next week, and I can hardly wait. We missed you guys, and I hope you enjoyed your vacation. This is Matt Shea signing off for KKNW, Alternative Talk of the Matson Mitchell Show. Thank you for listening.